culture. Pop my culture. Pop my culture. Everyone. Pop my culture. Pop my culture. Pop my culture. Everyone. It's the Pop My Culture Podcast with your hosts, Cole Stratton and Vanessa Ragland. Hello, welcome to the Pop My Culture Podcast. I'm Cole Stratton. I'm Vanessa Raglan. Our guest today, he just released a comedy CD, The Comedian's Got a Boo-Boo. You might remember him from Cram. Graham Elwood is here. Oh, from Cram. Wow. <laughs> oh, man. Yes, the Game Show Network. That's Come right. On, own it. Own I, it. Yeah, fucking I hosted Cram, bitches. <laughs> that's what's up. Suck it. How's that Cram sound? Cram that. Yeah, yeah. That's good. I've been on Tier 3 Cable. Have you? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I actually, you mention it. I actually watch an alarming amount of GSM. And mostly because I'm home during most of the days and I'll try to do writing or whatever, and I just have it on in the background, which that channel is like. There's a lot three... of things that Cole says he has on in the background that I, I seriously I'm do. Starting to get but really suspicious that about. channel is like three notches louder than every other channel oh, when you turn it on. As well, it should be. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Gotta get you in there. You Loud know? it up. And every commercial is, is either for like bail bonds, uh, car insurance. Dental cream or performance enhancers. Yeah, it's like they're, they're like all their shows are like uh, like ex-con no jobs or like old people. Like yeah. that's <laughs> like their that's their base, I guess. That's the only people that watch and me. And yeah, confused. And Cole. I was like, I don't know. <laughs> that's why my show's not on the air anymore because nobody owned the ex-cons oh. couldn't figure it out. <laughs> that's right. They're cutting cable and oh no, they're ex-cons. So that, I was going to yeah. say something about prison. Stupid girl. <laughs> Let's move on. Damn it! That was a. That was a. I used to watch Crime a lot. I thought it was a pretty fun, interesting show because the concept is cool. It makes me stressed out just thinking about it. The show was was fun to do, but it was the most complicated game show (laughs) that's ever. Like the rules, like ever. I would be be (laughs) scrolling through pages of of teleprompter because it would be like and then you got to pick this up but you can only do it with your left hand and then you have to walk five steps but only on the right side and then put it down it's just like come on just ask him a question yeah <laughs> game show just like yes or no he gets 50 points but Leave keep me. the hamster wheel moving keep the hamster wheel moving always got to do You're two tired, things aren't you oh, are you tired <laughs> it was like I was, it was, I was always, when anyone actually won the 10 grand, I was always like, you are amazing. You should be the president of the world because no one can do what you've done. Like, I remember when they did it, when Jimmy Pardo was hosting Funny Money. Right. And he came on the show, and I'm friends with Jimmy. I've known him for a long time. He came on the show. And he showed up on the set in his pajamas. You know, he'd been up for 20-some hours. And I just looked at him. I go, what are you doing? <laughs> he goes, "He goes, I thought this would be fun. Like, why did I? Why didn't oh, you tell me? No. I go, dude, I've been telling you the whole series <laughs> how difficult this is. He was just like, oh, my God, I'm, in, I'm dying. Because you guys did a whole series of, like, swapping the hosts around on GSM. Yes. Like, Mark Summers did your show once. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you did Whammy, I guess. I hosted Whammy, which was the most fun. That's a game show. Yeah. That it's, is a game that show. That is old school. Ooh. And then they jazzed it up. And I got so <laughs> into it. You know, I was like, when they'd be like, you know what? I'm going to press my life. I'd be like, yeah. And the cry, it was so, I would get so fired up for that. And when the whammies would come, it was really heartbreaking. I mean, it was honestly just like, no, I'm so sorry. I mean, it's, that's to me is, I would love. And that's, you can understand that game show. That's something you can wrap yes, your head around. Yes, yes. Get a there's thing. A bad guy. Yeah. There's money. 
It gets taken away. You answer, you get more. There's prizes. It's very simple. <laughs> I think the original title was "Don't be fucking greedy." Yeah, <laughs> stop being an asshole. Exactly. <laughs> You've already got fifteen thousand in a yacht. Stop. You're good. You're a dick. <laughs> Don't be. That's my new game show. Don't be a dick. <laughs> I like it. I, I like it. That sounds like a really good game. I, why did you go all sultry I voice? Don't know. I like I was it. Thinking if it was called "Don't Be a Dick," you couldn't have it on during like holes hours. It would have to be at night. Late night yeah. <laughs> game shows after dark. Yeah. Ah, Take your top off. <laughs> Bikini question. <laughs> Everything's scored by a sultry saxophone. Yeah. You know? I want to know where? more about the bikini question. The bikini questions are. How many pieces are involved in a bikini? Hello. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I think I'm combining my first game show, Strip Poker, and now this, whatever, this Don't Be a Dick. Yeah, poker. Strip poker. Yes. That's right. I've done over 300 episodes of game shows. Nice. And wasn't, uh, when, you're, when you're a kid, wasn't... Um... <laughs> How's it feel? <laughs> How's it feel? Great. I saw a light in your eyes, and then I saw it go out, and I was wondering what that was about. <laughs> <laughs> a light in your eyes, and then it went out. <laughs> it's still... <laughs> no more flames. You were a big fan of car trucks when you were a kid, right? Jim Perry. Place. Yeah. Whoa. He's the man. Awesome show. He he was he had he did the jog when he would get introduced, that game show host <laughs> right. uh, you know, and now your host Jim Perry. He would come out, perfect hair, perfect teeth, Ooh. and the way he built the drama, like, <laughs> is it higher than a nine? Yeah. You know, like he was amazing, and that is the simplest of game it shows. Really is. Just like bigger or smaller, or just like circle or square. Yay! The most complicated thing is the board that holds the cards, the little yes. sliding ruler little that goes. This is the card that you're currently on, and it is stopped. Yeah, and then those big cards. Yeah, giant cards. Giant cards. Like his when, wrist must have been. Whew. It was amazing. So thick. And then <laughs> yes, Jim Perry's thick wrists. Oh, Jimbo. Oh, yeah. wrists are my favorite feature on a man. Wow. Creepy. No girl is here to be like, me too. So Really? That's I a said, girl thing? I don't know. I was hoping it might be <laughs> wow. when I said it out loud and I realized it wasn't a guy. Any of your listeners, Just email in your... <laughs> email me wrist pics. <laughs> <laughs> wrist pics. Oh, that man's got such delightful wrists. I don't think guys are ever about to go out and look in the mirror and go like, God, my wrists, they're just not, I just, I gotta, they got to pop more. I got to, I got to put gel on my wrists. I already got, I already got four watches on. Well, what else do I got to do to draw attention to these things? Hey, ladies. Four watches on. You want to know every time zone in America? I do. Rawlings, Wyoming. Boom. Got the time. I think that's a new game show. Got the time. Got the time. Let's do it. You have to wear so many wristwatches, and they all have a different country on. Bishkek, Kyrgyzstan. No. The devil comes out and spears you. Yeah. Don't be a dick. <laughs> and then he gets stuck in an elevator, like in the movie Devil. Oh. <laughs> People when movie. they they they're when that's numerous times I've gotten emails because on my podcast, Comedy Film Nerds, we, you know, all of our fans are crazy film fans. We have gotten numerous emails and heard about when that trailer first came out. It was like from the mind of M. Night Shyamalan and the audience has laughed. They laugh every time now. <laughs> yes. Every time. Every time. And I've seen that trailer like uh, 75 times. Yeah. It seems to be in front of every movie no matter what I go to. I'm like, oh, just open already. <laughs> oh. And he, really, he didn't... like you're going to. He, he didn't just even direct it. Day. He came up with the story. He didn't even write the screenplay. He's story credit. That's all it is. He just went, uh, Devil Gets Caught in an Elevator from the mind of M. Night Shyamalan. Whoosh. Does it have a crazy twist at the end? 
It's got to, man. Uh, I hope so. Yeah, I don't know what happened to that guy. I really was such a fan of his. So was I. Yeah. Such a fan. And it's just like, it's like watching a ball player just, you know, who's like, career is so bad and they're on drugs and they keep they won't yeah. retire and they keep going to different teams and trying to play and it's like honestly it's like a vander Holyfield. like he keeps trying to fight people he's <laughs> 78 years old and, and it's like, like we really wanted to be on no, your team can you just it's great when ago? you beat mike tyson 10 years ago <laughs> like let it go or like a, a major league pitcher who like doesn't have any velocity in his fastball anymore but yeah. still keeps trying to throw it by yeah. guys that's what i was like, thinking you need to learn some other pitches yes <laughs> yes that's <laughs> I mean, the happening was, like, why would you direct Mark Wahlberg to talk like this the entire movie? (laughs) What's going on? I'm just a teacher. I'm just a school teacher. I'm a school teacher. I don't know what's going on. Like, I liked him better in the Sniper movie, Mark Wahlberg. Oh, Shooter? Shooter. Yeah. Good movie. I like him. And then they... I didn't see the happening, though. He's got... No, that guy's got wrists. Batman has got a pair of wrists (laughs) on him. He has some wrists. Wrists of steel. God. (laughs) And That's he his new album. That hair cuff, like you know who I'm talking about, Robert Pattinson. Our pets. Who's the, that? The Twilight. Twilight. Guy. Oh Jesus! I thought you were a film buff. Oh, I don't. <laughs> uh, he's been some really well, artsy because stuff. Because if, if you talk are... about if you talk about Twilight, you got to put quotes around film. Yeah, really that's not a movie. That is a uh, that is an experience. I that agree. is mm-hmm. masturbation for teenage girls. Yep. That's what that is. Stupid girls. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like his wrists. Everything. I hate his wrists. Oh, really? Sorry. You didn't yeah. like his wrists? No, they're hairy. They have. He's. I've got hairy wrists. Not wow. like Robert Pattinson. You got to look it up. He's got. Pre- Google it. He's got creep freaky, wrists. Freaky wrists. What in the sweet Christmas? Another reason not to like those movies. Yeah. I guess so. It's always good to have another Jeez. ticker on the laundry list. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> okay. Here was our... Um, so, uh, did you watch the MTV VMAs at all? No. Me. Good for you. Because <laughs> they were pretty they terrible. They were really bad. I watched, like, the highlights online, and I think that was sad that those were the highlights that I was seeing. Uh, yeah, what happened? Uh, Lady Gaga won like eight awards. No one, way. One of, she wore She's a meat dress. Um, uh, my favorite thing was Justin Bieber did a live performance outside of the oh. Nokia theater. So he did the whole thing where he like ran up high five on all these girls and he was wearing like a Letterman jacket and sunglasses and did the slow sunglass takeoff and a close up. Mm-hmm. Then did a melody lip syncing to all his you hits. Have to, you have to add in that the first he was wearing a red leather Letterman jacket. Oh yeah. And then course. he ran onto stage. And they took that off, and he put on an all-black Letterman Good. jacket. And, and a new black have a cap yeah. cocked sideways. Because he's a bad boy. Oh. Yeah. Dirty. Did his song, and then after the three-song melody, ran to oh. a drum set set up on the side to do a little drum solo by himself at the end. Oh, when really did he start incredible. playing drums? Apparently Never really. that moment, I think. He looks like a silly little baby monkey. <laughs> but <laughs> little baby monkey. It. Baby monkey with nice wrists play drums. I've never looked at that kid's wrist. He's underage. He is. <laughs> How old is he? I'm not a pervert. Uh, 16, I think. Really? 16. Oh, yeah. Never been kissed. <laughs> <laughs> I think God. he probably has. Uh, probably has. By a, by a monkey that plays guitar. Aw. Uh, monkey. Monkey sex. <laughs> what? So you also have a podcast. We are in a, a similar family. 
I, I don't. <laughs> is that well, not that, okay? Well, the way you said that is like some creep relative that comes out of nowhere. Like, <laughs> we're related. <laughs> I looked at a family so tree just on the so internet. you know. Oh, God. You're, you're my uncle twice removed, and <laughs> I hear you've got money. You're the reason why my dad moved us away from there. Um, <laughs> what inspired you to start it, though? Well, you know, uh, Chris Mancini and I had been doing the Comedy Film Nerds website mm-hmm. launched a little over two years ago. It was like April of 08. And uh, for the, your fans who don't know, maybe many, I don't know, uh, it's a website where comedians write funny movie reviews. Chris and I are both stand-up comics who are also filmmakers. And we just love, you know, we've made movies and taken them to festivals. And we know a lot of filmmakers. And we just love movies. And so, you know, that's how the site started. And then... You know, so many comedians in L.A. have podcasts, and that that number keeps growing. And and just our fans kept saying, when are you guys going to do a podcast? You should do it. You guys would be great. So we just were like, okay, and plugged a snowball microphone into my MacBook and started talking into it. And that was was crazy. Yeah, that was uh, our first episode, I think, was December of 2009. And it was 15 minutes long, and we just started kind of talking. And then Chris was like, oh, my, my I got to feed my baby or something like that because <laughs> he's a stay-at-home dad. And it was like 15 minutes long. And then, then we did two episodes, and then it was like, maybe we should have some of the writers on. So so we have our writers are like Mike Schmidt and Jackie Cation yeah. and, and uh, Matt Weinhold, Dean Haglin, a bunch of other funny people. And so we just started having them on talking about movies, and then we really liked it and kind of – you know, dialed in what the format was and got a lot of feedback from fans, which is kind of great. Like, oh, do this with, you know, we didn't know what we were doing with the sound. We we screwed up so many things. (laughs) Like, we're still having a problem. We just had to redo an episode. There was some clickety-clack with the mic cables or some (laughs) shit like that. And and so, uh, you know, now it's become this whole thing. And as I'm sure you guys know... The great thing about podcasting is just people find it wherever. Yeah. Like you yeah. have fans in Australia and Japan and the UK and wherever, and it's awesome. And and you know we get really cool comments on iTunes. And every once in a while, when someone says something mean, we make fun of that person. You yeah, know, like as it's, you should. It's, it's the most empowering. Like I've been <laughs> in show business for so long, and it's amazing doing any type of show that I didn't have to pitch to somebody. Yeah. Right. Uh, we literally plugged it in and did it. You know, yeah. as you guys know, you can do whatever you want, and you know, and then you, if you get, uh, you know, the way we kind of do it is is sort of majority rules. We get a lot of feedback about a certain thing. Like early on, we got a lot of criticism of you guys are spoiling these movies. Oh. So we were like, okay, well, well, we'll dial down what happens, you know, more and just talk in generalities. And so that was a good thing. And we've gotten a lot of help from the sound with the sound issues, like mm-hmm. sound people. And, you know, somebody, we had a contest for our theme song and people sent in all these cool theme songs. It's it's the funnest thing in the world. And now we're really sort of expanding it. We were just at the Albuquerque Film Festival two weeks ago, three weeks ago. And um, we did a live podcast from there and interviewed a bunch of actors and filmmakers and stuff like that. And it's, it's, uh, it's so much fun. It's, it's such a blast to do. And we just have guests like we just had Doug Benson on our latest episode because he's a good friend of mine. Yeah. And I've done his podcast a bunch of times. And when you go out as a comic, when I go out on the road and travel, the podcast fans are the most loyal listeners in the world, as I'm sure you guys know. Yeah. I don't yeah. know if you do a lot of live shows, but they, we, you travel around the country and they like are there. They sit up front. They're like, we're so into this. And it's so awesome because it's like, 
you know, having been in show business a long time, you always have to kind of wade through all of these agents and managers and executives and now you kind of don't yeah it's like you can you have the power to do what you yeah. want to do and go right to there. the people with it go right to the people and that's what the people want anyway and it's like you know you hear so many dumb things said by executives in la and new york or oh the middle of the country won't that won't play there and it's like really my act works yeah. in peoria it works in columbia ohio missouri ohio it works in atlanta san francisco dc so you're wrong yeah you don't know what you're <laughs> right. talking yeah. about i'm from the midwest and that perception of like they're dumb there no you're dumb you're a dumb executive you're stupid whoa if you're listening which you you're making eye contact with you, me I you, i'm saying you're a dumb <laughs> you're dumb you're a dumb executive <laughs> i am wearing a blazer and a sh- <laughs> oh my god and she's judging me um no so it's it's it, that's uh, that was kind of a long answer to your question but, no, but it is really empowering like i think technology has made it that way for everybody like you can make your own videos you can put out your own mm-hmm. stuff and it's a great feeling to like you're saying, like when you're in showbiz, basically you're spending your time auditioning or, or we're waiting for permission to yeah. do something. And it's nice to just be like, I give myself permission today. Yeah. And then when you go, when you do comedy in, in the clubs, you know, and the fans, they just like, uh, you know, whether I'm doing shows with Doug or with, like, just past weekend we were working in uh, the Arlington Draft House Cinema in uh, just outside of D.C. Mm-hmm. And then we were also in Baltimore for a night. And, you know, he plays the Leonard Malton game on his show. And so fans show up now with name tags on. Oh, and now awesome. they have they come on stage and they try to beat me. Oh, my God. And it's a, it's a blast. It's <laughs> yeah. so much fun. And Doug and I are just on stage and we're joking around. And, and it's it's and every movie, everybody in the audience is, oh, I know this. It's a blast. It's so much fun. And we just brought that to the people. We didn't yeah. have to. And an executive would probably come in and, well, we should... No. (laughs) How do you know more about what an audience wants than I do? Yeah. I've been doing this since I was 18. I know what works and what doesn't. And you can focus group it all you want and say dumb things in meetings and have a memo about your meeting in the memo. But I know more than you because you're an executive, which inherently means you're stupid. Right. So I'm I'm you. (laughs) You are the problem. No, I don't know. I just get I just get focused in on. No, that's okay. I get very passionate about things because it's really true. Like the podcast listeners are so loyal because I feel like they feel like they really get to know you, and then they're listening in on a conversation in a sense, and they really do. So like I I know a lot of my friends and people I just met casually who listen to the podcast are just like, oh, I'm like I'm listening. At home, and I like I want to interject because mm-hmm. I want to like join in the conversation. So I think when they finally have a chance to see it live, like they finally feel like I'm really like really in it now. Like I've broken that wall mm-hmm. in a sense. Um, at at SS Sketchfest, the, the festival I run up north, uh, we've done a couple of like live podcasts, and like the Never Not Funny people are like crazy They're, for the, that the, show. The Never Not Funny fans are like the most loyal, crazy, fun fans. They come up to me. I've signed more bag of corn things with those <laughs> fans, and I just had someone come up this weekend with a can of WD forty, which was a joke I was making on the lat, which was like seven, eight months ago. The oh last time gosh. I was on Never Not Funny. And I've, we've, you know, Jimmy and I have made jokes about men's warehouse. I've had people give, I've signed men's warehouse cards. I've signed bus passes because I'm a big, like, public transportation advocate. And we've, we've, we've like, they bust my balls about that. <laughs> and those fans are so loyal. Mark Marin will tell you the same thing. His fans yeah. are crazy loyal. And as you said, like, at the SF Sketchfest, the, the doing the show live on the road is so much fun because, it's your the circus is coming to their town because a lot of podcast listeners um are in the middle of nowhere right. you yep. know i mean they they don't get access they don't live near a big city they don't get to see 
you know, funny comedians and bands or whatever right. come through their town. Or even even like we, we've run into this when we're like, oh, you got to go see this cool independent movie that's in limited release. And it's like, well, it's not near oh, my city. Say, yeah. You know right. what I mean? I live in Montana or whatever. So um, that's the cool thing. And, and, you, and because the fans are so loyal, you want to go out and kind of give back to them. Right. Because right. they support you in such an amazing way and everything's so... And it's super personal, too. It's super personal. Like, we are talking about personal stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? And on our show, it's we joke around a lot about movies, but we, we are very passionate about them, and we, we have serious conversations about them, and our fans are serious film people. Right. Even, there's even casual film people that listen to our show, and they, they come to us for, like, should I see this movie or not? Right. You know? And, and so that's like a... It's so much fun. It's so it's so empowering. You know what I mean. I, and and I know you guys. You know, obviously, know what I'm talking about because that's the greatest thing about it. And and there's no competition with it either. No, it's not like your show and my show are both a Tuesday at eight. So no, right. That's so why I said we're part of a family. Yeah. Can, it's a family know? thing. Remember? <laughs> <laughs> you guys thought it was creepy, but it was true. It is true. We have a creepy family. Yeah. <laughs> but we all we all of us comics make a joke. We call it the podcast mafia because. We all get on and help each other's show. You know, Doug yeah. came on my show to, and that's, we promoted his CD, and we I go on his show, and Chris Hardwick was on, and Rob Hubel, and I've done their shows, and they do, and it's just like it's it's so cool, and all of us like David Feldman, who's been in show business for a, a long time, he's written for the Oscars, and he is so empowered by his podcast. You know, it's just it's so great, it's it's so great, and and when you take out the filter of you know, big business, which is what show business is. Shoots and crushing minorities. Um, (laughs) When you, when you take that out there and the fans know it, they know they're getting something genuine. They know they're not getting something that goes through this, like, this is what you're going to like. Yeah. Legal department. Yeah. Filter and executive filter and groupthink filter. You know, it's, it's, uh, you know, I could go on and on about this. Well, it's also nice too because the people that like they really have to make an investment of time to listen to the podcast too, because you know they're not like three minute YouTube videos. You know, so you're not going to get a lot of you know comments on your site that are like the YouTube comments, which are like this is gay crap, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like they're going to listen. Mm-hmm. Like either they're going to listen to it and like get into it and to give you like helpful feedback or so say some you know maybe occasionally criticize something that they thought you went off the deep end on or whatever um but they're not it does sort of weed out off. that yeah, yeah that it's internet weed out hate. yeah the the haters so the, to speak the, yeah the haters are just gonna they just float around and and write dick comments yeah I mean, you know the haters are the it, they're they're the bathroom graffiti artists yep, yep. You know what I mean? That just write the you you know suck it, dummy. You know, and then they point an arrow to the one person. You know, yeah. like in the bathroom. That's what that's all they are. Yep. And and like we just talked about it on our last episode because there was someone who gave us this like gave us three stars and they're like I might give you another star if you do this this and this because they were saying we do too many shout outs at the top of our episode we go I want to thank all the fans yeah. who saw me last week and we got an email from this person about <laughs> this and and he's like too many shout outs and I go here's a shout out suck it <laughs> um, because to me that was like. As a comic, it's like doing a show and the whole crowd's laughing and there's one guy there with his arms folded. Uh. Fuck that guy. Yeah. You're wrong. The other 250 (laughs) people love it. You're stupid. You know what I mean? Like, I'm all about entertaining. If if 
the majority of the people aren't laughing, I'm making a, I'm making a mistake. Right. I'm doing something right. wrong. If everyone else is and there's one guy, well, then it comes down to personal taste. And if yep. you can't recognize... And his taste is bad. And your taste is stupid. Yeah. You know what I mean? You like Nickelback. <laughs> Suck it. Ouch. Yeah, you no, kind of... Sorry. <laughs> She's Whoa. part of... Whoa. They got great wrists, man. Because we'll, you know, we'll read the boards and it's overwhelmingly positive, but yeah. occasionally there's, you know, a semi-harsh comment and it's hard to not like take it a little personally. And then and you, you, yeah. want, you, know, you want to rail back and be like, you know, oh, I'm sorry if you didn't enjoy it. I'm happy to refund your free. Yeah, you it's know, a free you know show, I mean? asshole. You're getting free content. <laughs> exactly. It's like, turn to, listen to something else. Yeah. We still spend, you know, spend time and money putting these together, you yeah. know, and we're not, we're, it's not like we're, you know, sitting in a bathtub full of money, you know, cackling. <laughs> what podcaster is other yeah, than exactly. Adam Carolla? You right, know what I mean? Right. Like everyone else is doing, we're in your, in your house. Yeah. We do it in Chris's garage. Everybody does it or at least starts there. Right. So, you know, and the other thing, like we get emails from people and they're always usually very constructive criticism or, or I, we just get like, I didn't agree with what you said about this movie. And here's why I love those debates. I love talking film, obviously, but the iTunes people, it's just like, you know, Frog guy, thirty six. You guys suck. Yeah. Oh, well, who are you? Kind of boring. Yeah, well, that is in fairness. That is frog guy, thirty six. That's yeah. who he is. I mean, but it's so like you're an anonymous coward little bitch. You yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah. if you're gonna say that, that's like fuck you, and then run away. Who said that? I don't know. <laughs> okay, you know. But half I the time, like guy. if you click on that person's link and you look at what they've commented on or what they've downloaded or what they like, you're like, yeah, you're not. My target audience. Yeah, we don't. That's the thing too. Is as you guys know, it's all niche audience. Yeah. Just carve out a niche with people, and it ain't gonna hit with everybody, and right. that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. You don't need, you know, huge numbers. You don't need huge numbers, and also the you have better access to huge numbers in terms of comparative to t- television. Like, yeah, The Daily Show gets 2.4 million people, and that's a runaway hit. There's 1.3 billion English-speaking people in the world. Go for that. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's the top end of a podcast. That's the right. potential for a podcast, which t- TV does, has such a low ceiling, you know? I'm sorry. I get really wound up about this shit. I like it. <laughs> I, I just... I just I'm, I'm so... I'm excited about this. Having I've been a stand-up comic since I was 18, so I'm, I'm, I, I love where the technology is taking us that we can do this. And and it is so empowering, and you know also the the one guy with his arms folded thing is something I've had to battle my entire career as a right. comic. And right. sometimes club owner, that's the other thing. That's the other thing that's so empowering. I would play clubs early on in my career, and these comment cards that they fill out at a lot of comedy mm-hmm. clubs, and you know there'd be. 35 comment cards. Hilarious, hilarious. I loved him. Very funny. And two, like, this guy sucked. And the club owner would, oh. Uh, Pull those up. uh Uh-oh. You know, and it's like, uh, I don't even have to deal with that. I mean, it's my own. Chris and I, we we saw that and we're like, well, let's make fun of this dude. We told this person to suck it on our own show. Like, (laughs) we get to say that. You know what I mean? It's it's awesome. We called the guy out. You know what I look like. I don't know what you look like, Frogman33 or whatever. Yeah, send us a pic. I bet you you're (laughs) stupid looking. I bet you your wrists are ugly. Yeah, I bet you look like a dumb executive. (laughs) Or you're 12, you know, or you're someone that's never made something and put it out there. 
Never loved something, never so your heart has never broken. You don't know what love is, oh, Frogman. <laughs> and now he's you. listening to our show. Hi, Frogman. We've inherited Frogman. He's moved on from you. He's here with us. I can't wait to get his comment. <laughs> but yeah, we started on a snowball mic too and a laptop. Like that was what we first did. I had a snowball. We started with there, and then we're like, well, it doesn't really capture everybody perfectly. Mm-hmm. One episode, she's yeah. louder than me, or I'm louder than her, or our guest is like sounds like he's in another room. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then you just start to slowly improve your technology, and then which costs money. Yeah, yep. exactly. For free content, exactly. you know, like one the one one of the things he was criticizing was we we sell stuff on our website. We sell comedian CDs and mm-hmm. DVDs. And he's like, man, too many, you know, guys keep plugging. It's like, I, we yeah. got to eat, bitch. Yeah. Like, how do you, <laughs> the soundboard we just bought ain't free, man. Like, what do you expect? Like, how do you think the world works? Like, yeah, there's people that gave um, Mike Lee and Black and, and Hardwick uh, grief about doing a couple of sponsored tweets that on Twitter that were like, you know, go see grownups in theaters this Friday. Ad with a link to it like it says ad and then people are like oh you guys sold out about this whole thing it's just like not selling out it's just making a living making (laughs) a living so i can continue to do this for you you enjoy your free content you do well then let me do this or pay me to do this you're not going to pay me to do this then let me take money from grown-ups from universal pictures (laughs) to do one tweet about their crap movie you know like I mean, that's the other thing, too. Like, when, when, when people get the sellout high and mighty thing, I just – I always sit down and I go, okay, you know, wh- whoever you think isn't a sellout in whatever medium. Oprah. Okay, Oprah. She's not. <laughs> not a sellout. But, I mean, like, whatever. Like, Pat Oswald is the alternative comic hero, and he's yep. a very funny guy. I'm friends with him. He still needs to make money. You know, he still gets a paycheck to perform at his shows, and if it's at a comedy club – he needs to sell that club out and that club needs to sell drinks. If it's at a theater, he needs to sell tickets. You know, like that's how it works. And yep. with regard to movies, uh, you know, let's take, let's take Sean Penn and Harvey Milk. An amazing movie. He's a great – I love Sean Penn. He's a great actor. It, that movie, uh, amazing social commentary, true story. Um, hopefully 30, 40 years down the road, this, com- this country will be less homophobic. And maybe we could even point to that movie and say, wow, it had something to do with opening people's eyes up to their homophobia. Wouldn't that be great? At the end of the day, yeah. he still needs to sell popcorn. That's what that movie – It's just, there's no right. different than you know, Paul Blart Mall Cop. It's no different. It needs to make – we all need to make money. Right. Until we – you know, until society crumbles and we're all just living uh, off the land again or we're all on a commune, you know, <laughs> hey, I got bills to pay, man. Like, Man, the communist podcasts that are going to come out <laughs> oh, are going to be so pure. Socialism. So great. <laughs> yeah, I, I just – when I hear that, I'm just like, oh, dude, like – I mean, I, there's, there's a great uh, – watch the documentary about the Isle of Wright Festival, and it was uh, like a year or so after Woodstock, and the guy running the festival – it was like 1970, 71, something like that. And, um, you know, all the hippies and everything were coming because they needed to charge a ticket price, and they were coming down on, on the musicians. Man, you're selling out. And these musicians were interviews with like – Whomever at the time, like whatever, the mamas and the papas or whoever, yeah. they're just like, I got I to gotta eat, yeah. man. This is my job. <laughs> yeah. What do you want me to do? Like, you know, sell out, charging money for music. Like, okay, so I'm just supposed to play on the street for free and not eat and my children die because I didn't adhere to your dumb fucking uninformed hippie mentality. And yet the flip side of that always is like 
those people all have day jobs. They're telling you that you sold yeah, oh, out. Yeah, so, yeah, like, yeah, 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 so yeah. they're not sellouts for like going to an office five days a week. Isn't that just selling out in a different yeah, way? You sold out. How come you don't but work man, for the you Peace? don't make sweet tunes? Yeah. That's right. oh, if you have a, oh, how come you don't work for the Peace Corps? Exactly. You got an office job? I mean, what if I said that yeah. to them? You know what I mean? That would be like, hey, fuck you, Dick. Exactly. <laughs> if I said like, wow, you should, you should, you know, you should work for Doctors Without Borders. <laughs> Why don't you do that? Sell out, trying to pay your bills, working at a graphic design hey, company. Hey, so your baby's alive. Sell out. Sell out. Wow. You have health insurance. That's why you stayed at your job. Sell out. You should Rent. go get malaria. <laughs> <laughs> That's a zinger. Zinger. Go get malaria. New t-shirt. Selling it on my website, comedyfilmnerds.com. We take all major credit cards. <laughs> oh, wait, but let's talk about... Oh, you had something? Well, let's uh, go for it. I was just going to say, your CD. Like, let's talk about that right now. Wow, talking about selling out. Right, let's uh, sell it out. <laughs> Boom. Cha-ching. America, get your plastic out. <laughs> oh, and anywhere in the world, actually. Anywhere in, in the world. We will ship it anywhere. Um, yeah, my, I made the CD, uh, Grandma with the Comedians Got a Boo-Boo. It was the first ever CD I had done. I did a DVD... A um, couple years prior called uh, Live from Afghanistan, yeah. which is me just doing stand-up on bases. And that I'm just about done with that. And so this uh, rooftop comedy contacted yeah. me, and they're like, you know, they have about, I don't know how many clubs, maybe half a dozen clubs around the country that are wired for sound. And they said, we can record. And they, they're like, we saw on your calendar you're performing at Acme Comedy Club in Minneapolis. And, you know, I said, let's record all the episodes, you know, all weekend. And cut together the best tracks, and and it's you know that club was great, and Rooftop they do a great job. I mean, Rooftop has really helped out a lot of comics. I mean, and they picked up all the production costs, and they get behind it, and they put it on iTunes, and uh, it's it's really cool. I, I like doing it. You know, it's it's the last two years I kind of went back on the road a lot more. A lot of it with Doug Benson. I did I, did, I wasn't doing the road that much when I was doing all the game shows, and mm-hmm. so I've sort of gone back. And all I'm really doing right now, aside from comedy film nerds, is is stand up. So it was kind of neat to sort of uh, go out and work and polish up an act and write a bunch of stuff and make a CD because I'd never done it. I've been a comic forever, but I was like, ah, I need to make a a CD. I mean, a lot of my act is physical and loud and improvisational, but I was like, ah, you know, I got jokes. Let's 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 bust it on some vinyl. Kapowing. Boom. So, yeah, it's available at comedyfilmers.com and iTunes, as I said earlier. Sweet. I wanted to tell you, there's a little girl on YouTube. Have you seen it? That has a bone to pick with you. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's a, <laughs> Her parents are like these, they're awesome fans. Yeah. Aaron and, and Michael Boer, I'm pronouncing their names correctly. Um, they have come and seen me perform all over the place. And I started doing a bit in my act where I make fun of people that homeschool their kids and homeschool kids in general. And so they came up to me after a show was in Nashville, Tennessee in June. And they were like, that's hilarious. They go, just so you know, we homeschool our kids. And I was like, Oh my God. (laughs) So then they may had their daughter film this thing. It's, 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 and they, they posted it on my Facebook page. It's hilarious. She is a cute little kid. Oh, she's adorable. And she's like, totally like, I was like, She's totally like, wow, who's this kid? Sassy thing. Get her her own show. And her her big, I love that her argument pro homeschooling is, so my parents don't make me wake up at 8 o'clock in the morning. Well, that's the thing, and I even added this to that joke because I my 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 joke is that homeschool parents are either way left wing or way right. They're yeah. crazy, and and Aaron came up to me and said, "That's so funny." She goes, "You need to add that there are some parents who just are lazy." 
<laughs> and so I, I actually put that into my act now oh, that, wow. that there's a small contingent of parents at home school just because they don't want to get up at 7 a.m. and make lunches. <laughs> you know what I mean? You can just eat whatever's in the kitchen. Yeah, or we're going to put out, we're gonna put out a DVD around 10 and, uh, you know, write some. We got no- those magnets with the letters of the alphabet. Yeah. <laughs> Screw around with them for an hour. <laughs> Here's some finger paints. Mommy's going to be on the porch. Sangria. Say, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Having some juice in the teacher's lounge, quote, unquote. I like that sound of homeschool. Does that sound fun? That sounds pretty good. Baby. Sound that sounds Get that kid an education ASAP. <laughs> Hello, future baby. Here's how we're going to learn you. Mama's got a plan. Mama's got a sweet plan. It's going to be sangria and magnets. <laughs> it sounds pretty solid. I think though. it's you a great school. It good. Yeah. Um, all right, since you're such a big film buff, you'll, you'll appreciate this. Uh, Kevin McCarthy passed away. Mm-hmm. Uh, fantastic actor. Fan, mm-hmm. fantastic actor. What Do you have any favorite movies from him? Oh, man. Um, how long ago did he pass away? Like this past week. It was 96. Two weeks ago. Wow. Podcast time. Two weeks ago. Quick, <laughs> 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 what time is it in pocket? Check on your watches. Keep the hamster wheel going. Keep the hamster wheel going. Nice. Keep the hamster Oh, God. You snooze, you lose. <laughs> Kevin McCarthy. God, I'm trying to think of all of his movies. And he did body, the original Body Snatchers, mm-hmm. uh, the villain in UHF, mm-hmm. which a lot of people know him for, uh, Inner Space, um, a Personal favorite of mine is a movie called Mirage with Gregory Peck from the 60s, which is yeah. a very Hitchcockian movie where he's lost his memory. He, um, he, did, uh, he, did, he did several episodes of The Twilight Zone, too, I believe. Yeah. yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That's where I remember him the most because I love that show, The Twilight Zone. I know I'm a movie Great guy, show, yeah. but that is the most – one of the more cinematic TV shows ever yeah. to be made. And Rod Serling was like – this amazing prolific writer and so that's kind of how i remember him god i'm trying to remember the episode he was he was on um man i'm totally was it sort of like bizarre like a bizarre it was, it was a bizarre situation yeah. okay and there was a crazy twist at the end <laughs> oh and, i saw that one yes yeah. yes and, and it was, was in black and white it was, yes oh my yeah. god that's the one oh. that's the one. Oh my god oh, and m-, m night Shyamalan's behind it right no no mind because it was good <laughs> Like, M. Night Shyamalan couldn't even direct an episode of uh, Night Gallery. Um, <laughs> I'm telling you, which is In not... fairness, M. Night Shyamalan couldn't direct an episode of Two and a Half Men. <laughs> no, he did, and that was the best one. Yeah, it was the best one. The twist it? is, uh, there was a third half man. No way! Yeah. They found the other half. Charlie Sheen is coked up banging a hooker. <laughs> How did that happen? Oh, wow. Sorry, I really brought it down. personal friend. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Spinning. Just kidding. Uh, are you know. looking forward to uh, The Town, the Ben Affleck I'm movie? I'm very excited about The Town, Me actually. Me too. Yeah, I think it looks amazing. it been kind of a tough summer. Like, it really has, yeah. Um, you know, uh, and uh, I think The Town, like, I'm excited about Ben Affleck directing the movie. Uh, I think John Hamm is great. I'm, I'm kind of buddies with him. I love him in Mad Men. Um, and Those this. Some wrists. He's got a wrist on him. Whoa. Oh, Johnny Ham's wrist. Little Don Draper wrist, if you know what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah, I think <laughs> I do. <laughs> Place between the arm and the hand. Oh, yes. Yeah, that nether reach. That ne- <laughs> you know, wrists were really different back in the 60s. No, they were totally different. Forget that. They were totally no. different. It was uh, more of a patriarchal wrist. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, I'm pumped for the town. I would, I, 
you know, we're getting into the summer's over, so we're getting into Oscar movie stuff. So I think it it looks really interesting. And, uh, you know, re- I read an article um, with Ben Affleck. He did a lot of research with criminals in that area, in that neighborhood. I mean, obviously he's from Boston, so he knows the area, but he, he met with a lot and really got there, you know, since it's a very specific thing and it's not fact, well, it's just sort of factual stuff about how there are a lot of criminals in that neighborhood and a lot of bank robberies. And he went into how they handle it and, and everything like that. So I'm really pumped to see that. And there's another movie I really want to see. It's it's such a limited release. So you're probably going to have to wait till it comes out on DVD called Animal Kingdom. I saw that. Oh, I heard it was amazing. Yeah. It's phenomenal. Yeah, it's like this Australian crime novel family. Yeah, that's... it's just it's very gr- kind of Greek tragedy in that sense mm-hmm. that it's just it's just this family unraveling. It's it, the whole idea of like you know cops versus robbers and eye for an eye, and then it just keeps spiraling mm-hmm. out of control kind of stuff. And it's really well done. It that's... just grips you from the beginning all the way through. That's what I'm. I I, I want to see that movie, and I and I think that the town is going to kind of have uh, I, I, the vibe I get from the trailers is that it's gonna it's gonna have that kind of gritty, almost indie feel to it. Although it's a big budget movie, you know, with with big stars in it. But it looks like, and the guy I forget is the actor's name. I'm horrible with names, but who was in the Hurt Locker? Is Jeremy in, Renner? Jeremy. Uh, he was great in the Hurt yeah. Locker, yeah. and I think he's going to be great in. And this. the buzz is that he steals the movie. That he's just. Well, I don't doubt Phenomenally it. Phenomenally great. Yeah. The, I mean, I loved Gone Baby Gone. I mm-hmm. was very pleasantly surprised so by that good. movie. Because at that point, you're like, directed by Ben Affleck. I don't From know about this. Geekly. What was that movie? Goodwill Geekly. Wow. From the mind that brought you Geely. Oh, that was just the worst marketing mistake ever. You're fired. Yeah. See, I'm not uh, a big executive. See, you can trust me. You can trust me. <laughs> I have horrible ideas. Let me just stare at you during my executive rant. She's like, stop looking at me. <laughs> You're the one. <laughs> you did it. <sighs> I, I really dug Gone Baby Gone, so, so I figured good. it's going to be along the same lines. Because like, he really knows that Boston area, and yeah. like it's mm-hmm. just, you know, it's, it's a way of, like, it takes place in Boston, and it really is in Boston without being like, there's Fenway Park. Yeah, yeah. You know, like that you do in those movies. Or, you right, know. and they just have some Hollywood like guy idea. going... Yeah, wicked smart, and yeah. it's like no Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> That's not how they say that. Like, and I, I think too, from what it looks like, is the smaller characters are all locally cast. Is what the impression I get. I yeah. could be wrong. Which, which I love it when they do that. I, I understand you need stars, but like you said, Ben's from there, uh, and Jeremy Renner's a great actor. So He'll good, pull it yeah. off. And I, I'm just, I'm just pumped to see John Hamm like. You know, because he's so just all he's known for is Don Draper, and he's right. great at it. But I want to see him do other things because I know I'm sure he wants to, and yeah. so I, I, I'm I'm really excited to see this. Totally, me too. It always just drives me crazy. Like I spent a lot of years in San Francisco in the Bay Area, and mm-hmm. a lot of movies are shot there, um, or they shoot their exteriors there, and they shoot everything else in LA or whatever. Right. But Trans America Building, exactly. Like every cutaway, like in between scenes, it's like, oh, it's transitioning tonight, so let's show Coit Tower really quickly. Yeah. yeah. Let's show the bridge. It's just yeah. like really, we've seen these. We know what they look like. Cable cars. Exactly. Everybody's eating rice aroni yeah. in every scene. <laughs> just getting with the locals, really. It's like as so I married next murder was filmed there. Uh, that Mike Myers movie, mm-hmm. which I loved when I was a teen. Mm-hmm. Uh, does it hold up? But I really right. liked it then. But there's a lot of Harriet. Yeah, Harriet. <laughs> Hard-hearted harbinger of haggis. Yeah, that whole thing. Uh, but they, you know, they go to Alcatraz in one scene, which is like 
they've lived in San Francisco the whole time. You never go to Alcatraz. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like, you don't, you just don't. And I mean, it was like a funny scene. It would be like a, shooting role. in LA and then, and a bunch of people who've lived in LA a long time were like, hanging out at Universal City Walk. Yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> no, we're not no, going we're not there. there. No, we're not no. going there at all. Yeah, same difference. That always just drives me crazy, especially when they get geographical inaccuracies to the point where I, there's this crappy movie called Boys and Girls that was like Jason Biggs and a bunch of other people, and it takes place in the Bay Area. And at one point, somebody says, hey, we're going to walk to Marin Valley for, or, or Marin for lunch, and they're in Berkeley. And I'm like, that's physically impossible. Yeah, that's... That would take you a week and a half. <laughs> it's like two different sides of the bay. You're not going to walk there for lunch. Walk across the street to Sacramento. <laughs> exactly. That's not possible. Huh? It's like, that just drives me nuts. So make a left from the bridge. You're right in Lake Tahoe. Like, this gonna be... is going to play in San Francisco. There's a million people that are going to like crack up and jump out of their chairs right now. You realize when right. you make that reference. Is a line that crucial to the story that you yeah. got to put it in there? No, you're right. And I think the town they they didn't they didn't do that. It it doesn't seem like that it's some big Hollywood production that's, you know, having a bunch of people in Red Sox hats walking Trying around. Trying to get people to fall in it love. It seems with like it's a too. Boston yeah. movie. Yeah, it's not people just walking around the background going, No Magasia Para, right? Even though <laughs> he hasn't been in Boston for years. <laughs> Wicked pissa. Yeah, it was like when I lived in Chicago and uh that show Chicago Hope N E R and we were living in Chicago, and they were their depictions of the city were just like, oh my god! There'd be like deep dish pizza for breakfast, yeah, deep dish pizza, and and like <laughs> they they took like this really nice part of downtown, and put um, trash cans with fire and homeless guys standing around them. We're like, there's no, they're not there, they're not there, they don't, the homeless aren't there's there. No hobos having a party, I right know. There. What part is just a gritty city as through the eyes of some LA moron, like? <laughs> That, we have learned a lot about hobos, though, from movies. They do love to get warm around a flaming trash can. Yeah, yeah they do. And they love that's hot they do dogs. It. No they fun. They do. Yes. Just a stick and a hot dog. And they love to wear brown trench coats. Yes. And, uh, and black gloves with cut-off fingers. Yeah. Yeah. They do. Crazy vision. Hey, lady. Yeah. And they're grubby. They are. Oh, all, grubby. You know, that might be true. Though. And as the camera pans by them, grubby. one of them's going to walk towards another one and go, Morning, Earl. <laughs> You know, that's going to happen. Yes. They do. They do. They, they do. know each other. They're like a little podcasting family. They are. Hi, guys. Did you ever know that you're my hero? <laughs> I don't know why I decided to sing that song. I like it. <laughs> You've got wrists <laughs> of gold for me. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Thank you. You really took that to heart. <laughs> That's what women want. So, no, like on your on your honeymoon mm-hmm. or like wedding anniversary, yeah. is your husband all like, "Look at the wrist"? For, like, well, he takes his cuffs off for the first time. <laughs> I, I make him keep them covered in public. You know, I'm very Victorian in handcuffs? that way. You handcuff your husband in public? Oh, not no. Oh, you know, cuffs like cuffs like sleeve cuffs oh oh as if they're chastity cuffs you don't want other women to see exactly. his wrists because right. they'll those flip off. wrists are like whoa <laughs> whoa because your wrist your, your wrist, wrist is, is on my list because your wrist we are really good at that we will release that as a single on itunes we'll just isolate it from the podcast do it you can download it $15 download you guys are sold out that's right. We, yeah. just, we just sold out. Yeah, sold I'm okay out. with it. We I'm, to I'm totally shirt. okay it's with it. It's hard to sell out, though, when no one's buying anything. It's like, I'm <laughs> trying my hardest. I'm so oh trying to sell God. out. <laughs> just 
make a bid. I don't get <laughs> anyone. <laughs> I'm here. I'm tired of I relisting have this. No morals. <laughs> I'm starving. My baby's skinny. My baby's skinny. <laughs> All right, well, let's let's do first. Okay, shall let's. We? Uh-oh, All right. this seems uncomfortable. You, just oh. So this is the first you came up with for this here podcasty episode. Oh. Yeah. Uh, what is the Don't first movie it. you remember as a kid, like, deciding was your favorite movie? In Star Wars. Me. Star Wars? Yeah. Yeah. Good without, and easy. Without a doubt. Yeah, I was a kid. My dad took us there, and, and I was, like, blown away. And then me and the other kids in the neighborhood saw it somewhere in the neighborhood of 20 times. Whoa. Yeah. We just really? kept going. Oh, we kept in going. In the theater? Yeah. <gasps> 20 times. Have yes. you ever done that again? Like a, a big repeater? No. No. But that movie, uh, yeah, definitely saw it uh, in the theater 20 times easy. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that is amazing. Yeah. What were you doing to have that kind of cash? Uh, you, <laughs> <laughs> well, when I was a boy. I'm how mo- many paper routes did you have, sir? <laughs> <laughs> Movies were a nickel. Um, I don't You know, I just, but we Mowed found. a lot of lawns. We, yeah. We, I, was, I was one of these kids. I didn't mow lawns. That was my brother did that. I was the, I sold greeting cards door to door. Who is that kid? You say that like that's a stereotype. Yeah. Like, I know. I was. I, a, I really focused on flower arrangements. <laughs> <laughs> I had a multi-platform brand launch. Um, uh. Uh, no, we, uh, yeah, I was, I was the door-to-door salesman. I was the, I sold greeting cards. I sold flower or seeds. You could sell seeds oh. door-to-door. Um, I, we. Did you do magazine subscriptions? That I did that. Uh, I did. Table arrangements. Table, table <laughs> arrangements. I was an interior decorator at age six. Fancy ketchups. Uh, fancy ketchups. <laughs> Is that a reference to my sketch you group? Do have a sketch group right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's what that was. Um, I do not have a sketch group. That was a long time ago. Um, I do not want to be associated with them at all. No, Whoa. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. They just got really ugly wrists. You're going to um, get a comment from Fancy Ketchup 16. Uh, how dare you I might give you another thumb up (laughs) yeah so at age six or seven I was already selling out um, (laughs) with greeting cards (laughs) Um, yeah I had the whole neighborhood (laughs) dialed in man and I just played the cute kid role and it's for my little league team or whatever like no I just want a new Boba Fett dog get to you in the front row with a big tub of popcorn cackling Idiots. <laughs> Idiots. They're so dumb in my neighborhood. <laughs> Bad little baby. Yeah. What was your first favorite one, Cole? It's, I, I can't quite figure out the Let chronology, but the, so there'd be a couple. The old cold, always having two answers for every uh, question. I really loved the movie Cloak and Dagger when I was a kid. Like, loved it, loved Cloak it. Cloak and Dagger. Yeah. Wow. With um, Dabney Coleman and Henry, Thomas. and Henry Thomas. Wow. Yeah, and William Forsythe in a tiny role as a computer programmer that gets nice. killed. Nice. Loved that movie. Watched it over and over and over again. Um and uh, Last Unicorn, I loved a ton, too. That animated movie. I gotta go. Mia Farrow at her <laughs> finest. That's her defining role. That really is. That If you wanted me a Farrow picture, Last Unicorn. That's always that's how I get my hair up. cut. I'm like, <laughs> taking the picture from Last Unicorn. And I actually think I saw it in the theater like four or five times. I think because like our uncle would just dump me and my cousin off there. We saw Popeye like so many times in the theater. That was actually, for a, that's a great kids movie. It is a good kids movie. You know? Because the fighting and the spinach, he did a good. That's Robin Williams. <laughs> yep. And hey, that sounds like a again. great field trip for my kid to take yeah. at their school. They go to at mommy's made up school. Mommy's made up school. Hey, fighting. Popeye, spinach, fighting. Let's do this. <laughs> Get a tough skin. Yeah, enjoyed that a good deal. How about you, V? Um, 
Well, I remember renting over and over from the grocery store. Uh, there was like a little movie rental section, mm-hmm. and it didn't have much of a selection. But I loved Dead Again so much. Like as a kid, I would watch that over and over. Wait, Dead Again? The, the... oh wait, Kenneth Branagh. No, I did like that one too. <laughs> that's great. I, but no, <laughs> I don't see it I like... as a kid being like, oh, it's so twisty and wow. dirty. Reincarnation, I was an baby. No, I'm thinking of. Um, Death, Death Becomes, Becomes Her? Her, which was ah. before Dead Again in my spectrum of favorites. I thought that was so funny and weird. And then I watched it as I was older. Like, I was like, oh, this is my favorite movie. And it's so much darker than I remember. Yeah. Like, as a kid, I just, it was like cartoons or something. You don't pick up on how. Yeah. It's, just like, it's like oh, watching funny. Bugs Bunny now. Yeah, you it's know, like, a, oh, wow, that's mean. That bunny is getting into some trouble. Evil. <laughs> He's kind of a racist. Uh, it's hard when you when you watch movies though that you loved when you were little, and then they just don't hold up at all and you hope that they do you show them to your wife your girlfriend or yeah. whatever and you're just like oh, i used to love this movie and then you're like 20 minutes into it and you're like this is not gonna be sorry i think it was, I did. it was different i used to love this movie called firewalker which was uh, oh my god so bad great so bad it's chuck norris and lou gossett jr well, you just said it right there chuck <laughs> norris but when i came out i was like 12 or something and it was like it was like they ripped off indiana jones basically is what it is but it's with you can't get harrison ford obviously you get chuck oh, norris, chuck norris. And Gossett Jr. Two, next best guy. two position right there <laughs> right there <laughs> other the heels of ford right there uh, and then i just i think of maybe a year ago i was like maybe i'll throw this in again it was i remember it being fun and i was like this is not fun at all. <laughs> this is not fun this is the this opposite is, of fun this, this is, is a disaster the opposite of yeah <laughs> terrible movie <laughs> But then others to me still hold up. Like even though others will argue that Hiding Out didn't hold up the first time, I still love it. I can watch it over and over. Hiding Out? It's that John uh, Cryer movie where he goes back to high school. He's a stockbroker. John Cryer. Yes, I do remember that. Wow. Had a soft spot for that movie. And that holds up, you think? It does to me, yeah. (laughs) Really? The eyebrows are touching the hairline on Mr. (laughs) That was... Whoa. (laughs) Hmm. So you're an idiot. So John Cryer... Froggy 232, I presume. Look, I would have given you guys another star. I would have given you another star. I don't want your filthy stars. <laughs> you save your stars for something dumb, okay? Yeah, say something really stupid and take your star and put it in your mouth and chew on it. And then I poop it, but it's got sharp edges. Yes, poop a sharp-edged star. Ouch. Oh, if I had a dime for every time I've said that. <laughs> wow, you and me both, kid. We'd have what? 20 cents. Um, all right, let's do, uh, let's do the questions, shall we? Let's we'll do, do it, yep. Um, all right. It's going to be a little different than how I usually do them. But, I was mixing uh, it up today. I'm mixing Uh-oh. it up a little bit. This is going to be kind of fun. Curveball. Since uh, you are a working touring comic, uh, Forbes just released the list of the highest paid touring comics in the U.S. for this past year. <laughs> this is uh, just comics pr- that primarily make their money from doing live stand-up shows. Okay. Uh, so not people that are like funny comedians that do TV all sure, the time. Sure, like or, Kevin James or something right, like that. Exactly. Wouldn't count. Because right. it wouldn't count. That's what right. their list is. So what now I want you to try to do wheel and is um, <laughs> keep the wheel moving. All right. And uh, I want you to try to name as many of the top ten as you can, and then I will let you know how much each one of them made. Um, well, you got Dane Cook has got to be on he there. He was number two. He made $21 million. $21 million. Um, Chelsea Handler has got to be on there. She was. Number four made $19 million. Kathy Griffin? Not on the list. Not on the list. Really? I think it might be because of... Um, my life on the D list, like that might be her oh, primary income. I don't know. I thought her primary income. I, I mean, from what I understand, like my life in the D list is just like an infomercial for her to go do theaters. Yeah, she does a lot of. She big does a gigs. lot of 
She's I would never. be really sad if she didn't make it. She really cleans okay. up a lot. Um, okay, so I've done you got two out of Chelsea Handler. and Dane. Um, Jim Gaffigan? No Gaffigan. Though no. he does make a ton of money when he does his appearances, but didn't make the list. Then that would mean probably Brian Regan isn't on there. No Regan. Nope. Though who, to me, Regan is like one of the funniest yeah. status in but the him, history of but the But Gaffigan and Regan both make so much money on the road. They're yeah, both very they really funny do. guys. And they're squeaky clean, which is what helps them yeah you know yeah, what i mean like they can play anywhere they right? can play anywhere um all right well then let's go uh it's got to be um bill engvall yes he's number 10 he made 10.5 million okay well then the other two guys are ahead of him um yep cable guy cable guy was number six 16.5 million and um will wilson or what's the other um Ron uh, Ron White didn't make Ron. it, but the other what? one did. What about? You might be a redneck if. Yeah, yeah. Foxworthy, Foxworthy. he's tied at number eight. He made 11 million, so there's some, one more at number eight. Hey, I have a lot of racist puppets. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Yes, he's on there. Um, Jeff Dunham. Jeff Dunham's number one. He made 22.5 million. Wow. But I'm that's not, a, not all. Who am I missing? There's one more puppeteer in there. <laughs> Obviously, this is America. We love puppets. <laughs> How can you not have a second puppeteer in that list? Um, the, uh, it's so sad. It's really sad. Uh, it's uh, the winner of America's Got Talent two years ago, Terry Fader. He loves puppets. Oh. He's number three. He made $20 million. So two of the top three touring comics are puppeteers <laughs> using it for thinly veiled nationalism and racism well Look, i know that jeff dunham made 22.5 million but how much did peanut make huh yeah how much oh. does he kick down get? yeah well i'll be headlining hyenas in the dallas area <laughs> september 24th and 25th so come on out <laughs> try, to, uh, try to get me into that top 10 list america let's do it there's three take more take a sock off and put it on your hand <laughs> <laughs> hey, you, the, uh, I hear you guys are into oh, this. It's Sockerton. Heck, you must done him. <laughs> All right, so there's three more. I'll just run them down for yeah. you. Number five is George Lopez, made 18 oh, million. Oh, right. That makes sense. Uh, number seven is Russell Peters, made 15 million. And Russell Peters? Russell Peters, Indian comic. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, he cleans up. He cleans He's up. He's the thing, like, no, no. Non-Indians know who he is, but he makes huge money, huge amounts yeah. of money. He's almost like Rex Navarrete was. It was probably mm-hmm. in this list at some point, right? Because he was like the number one Filipino comedian, and so that's the thing. You find a little niche, man. Boom. Bam, yeah. carve it out. And also tied for number eight was Howie Mandel. No way, with eleven million. He's still yeah. doing stand up. I think because of the show being as big as it is, now he plays like yeah. Vegas and does huge, huge, huge shows. Uh-huh. No. God, you know what else I w- I would have put on there. Um, is uh, Frank Caliendo. I would have put him on there. Yeah, um, you but, think... Yeah. But he's got that... I don't know. Maybe do they not count that he just got a... He's just, just in Vegas doing a show in Vegas, doing all of his impersonations in Vegas. And he got some... Serious bank for he that, He signed yeah. some crazy $50 million deal or something. Whoa. Like right. But it's over a certain amount. I don't know. Maybe they average it So up. maybe that doesn't count as he's not a touring comedian if he's yeah, just if playing Yeah, if he's just Vegas. playing that one area. Yeah, that's that's possible. It's a weird criteria. Like, I don't yeah. really know how they exactly... What did Chelsea Handler make again? She was number a few four. dollars. $19 million. Nice. Yeah. You go, girl. Get that's it. Right. I'm don't all stop. for it. Make it. Go on the road. Make as much money as you can. To it. Now it's my turn. Uh-oh. Here's yeah. Vanessa's. You thought that was hard. 
Roll up your sleeves. Let me look at those wrists, pretty boy. She's been eyeballing my wrists all day. It's hey, really uncomfortable. You came here with them. You brought <laughs> you those brought things. Them. You brought them. Freshly waxed. You're going to whore out your wrists like that. You little <laughs> slut. You're going to tease me with your dirty wrists. I'm sorry, I called you a slut. That, yeah, that was nice. Well, you called my wrists a slut. Right. And that's more offensive. That is even a deeper cut. Okay. <laughs> She's looking at them like in those old Warner Brother cartoons when somebody's really hungry and they look at somebody and all of a sudden they see just a walking steak. Yeah, because. Like that's <laughs> that's what you see right now. Barbecue sauce. Oh. Um, so okay. my wrists look like a steak. What is going on hey, here? Listen, it's a weird. It's a weird podcast. I just I have the Donner really Party podcast. <laughs> hey, that's a really good segue for me for my first question. Love it. Okay, would you rather uh, have a horrible person in history have your exact name? So. Kind of like your name is Adolf Hitler mm-hmm. or something like that, but it could be a new person. Or you look eerily like this horrible person, but not in a doppelganger way. Not like you could go to appearances as Hitler, but by like people are always like, "Oh, you remind me of someone," and then they realize Ooh. that it's a you're that BP executive. <laughs> um, you're that guy. You're the guy that murdered everybody. Um, wow, I would I would definitely go with the look thing because the name you just can't shake the name. Yeah, like I would have to change my name. You and you're not allowed to. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I would go with the look thing because the look thing you can always say, "No, I looked at, but I'm not him. My name is actually Graham Elwood, not <laughs> Johnny Kill the Gulf, <laughs> whatever, whatever those BP." Which was an unfortunate last name for that guy to have before that even happened. I know. It's like they it's knew like when they faded. hired him. Yeah, exactly. Weird. Uh, we have some weird feelings about it, but okay. All right, we want everything to dis- checks out. We want to destroy the earth. You're our man. I'm we the are- oldest person in HR. Hey. Hey. Drill, baby, drill. <laughs> okay. You must reinvent Yahoo Serious. What is your first career move with him? <laughs> <laughs> Yahoo Serious. All right. Um, we're going to make him more serious. Oh. That's what we're going to do. I want him to start doing dramatic roles. Okay. Okay. What, what would be a good project for him, do you think? Um, I think, uh, well, I mean, if I were going to ask him right now, I would want him to play the BP executive, Johnny kill the Gulf. <laughs> uh, and we would go for the Oscar out of the oh, game. Oh, nice. We, we release it in November. Boom. <laughs> get it in there. Get the votes, get the tears yeah. for your consideration. Yahoo's serious. You have to Getting seriously. Serious. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and all the, all the ads are all like Yahoo gets serious. Seriously consider an Oscar for Yahoo. <laughs> like, you're a Yahoo if you're not serious about Johnny Kills the Gulf biopic. Gung, gung. Gung, 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 gung. But he still has the crazy hair. We yeah. don't make him look like the executive. We just keep him, oh, yeah, you serious. But he's real <laughs> he, dramatic. He still has his hair that's like 10 yes. feet up high. And, yeah. I like it. Okay. Good day, mate. Good answer. <laughs> Have you ever met an Olsen twin? No. Great. Oh, wow. Uh, I just failed the entrance she, exam. Well, she's asked that every single podcast we've done. This is our 23rd episode, yep. I want to say, and it's still 0 for 23. What so. other guests have What's you had on the show? Oh, uh, My mom. No, just kidding. Uh, <laughs> uh, Tony Hale, Matthew Lillard, Linda Cardellini, Chris Hardwick, Paul Tompkins. Nice. Um, Doug Jones. Doug Jones, Frank Conniff. Um, oh, yeah, all the... Kevin, Mike, yeah. and Bill from Riff Tracks. some of those people. Yeah. Nice. Um, it's been a good mixture of actors and comedians. And, cool. Yeah. And so far... Pretty cool. But we're going to so, work still, on trying to get... still, none of them uh, know. Damn it. If we can just get Andy Richter on, we can get that answered. <laughs> yeah, since finally. He did that Olsen I Twins can get movie. a little insight on here. John Stamos. 
I did a show with him on VH1 when VH1 used to do that show, The List. Yes. Oh, yeah. I was, did you do, like, best TV theme songs or something? Yeah, it was best TV theme songs, and, and uh, I was on with him, John Samos. So you're Dino close. Holes. I am close to the Olsen twins. Well. And I did a show, a New Year's Eve show, m- maybe 12 years ago in Ventura, California with uh, um, the other guy from the show, Gouillet. Whoa. Did you do the jackalope voice the whole time or was he? I... <laughs> Cut it out, Cole. <laughs> Get it? I was more set lyrics the whole time. <laughs> okay. So that was great. Um, a wizard appears. Oh, boy. And he's going to punish you. Mm-hmm. Would you rather have, for the rest of your life, no teeth on the top? And when these things happen, you don't get to go like, oh, yeah, I'll take that and then I'll get dentures. No. No, that's it. Nothing. That's it. Or a neck tattoo that says banger. Oh, ne- I, I'd go neck tattoo. Yeah? I like my teeth. I like eating. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> You're I a fan of that? Three times yeah, a day? Three times a day. It's weird. It's weird. where Crazy. I am. And the neck tattoo, I could always be like, yeah, I got it as a joke. Everyone thinks I'm a banger. <laughs> you know what I mean? But if I didn't have teeth, it'd be like, rah, 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 more it's pudding. It's hard to explain. I can't explain because I need pudding every day. <laughs> I'd lose weight. I mean, like, what would, I, what would you eat? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. oh, make me another fucking casserole smoothie. Like, it Gross. would be horrible. Yeah, it'd be pretty terrible. Yeah. Throw it all in. A lot of yogurt. Yeah, banger. I can just be like, yeah, bitches. <laughs> That's did, what's up. I did time at Chino. Fuck you. <laughs> I just draw a little teardrop on too. Yeah, just to, this nobody is for my will mess with you. Homies. <laughs> yeah, I got really, I really yeah, freaked you out. That really happened. Well, that was a really good Yahoo serious. Yeah, that's how he acts. That's his follow up film <laughs> for my dead homies. <laughs> Yahoo serious is banger. <laughs> serious for his dead homies. <laughs> okay, this is the last one, therefore the most important. <laughs> yep. Would you rather always stink horribly of wet dog? But you look the same, but you just, people can smell you coming. And they're like, oh, great. There's no, like, positive. But There's you, no, like, would you rather have a yacht or your own jet? It's like, not that kind of show. You know, it's really, really, like, dark. <laughs> this is tough. Okay? She really cuts down to the, I'm not yeah. going to get on CNBC for nothing. I got to ask questions that make you crack, baby. All right. Um, That's your end game is CNBC. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm fit for the it. Financial, <laughs> financial <laughs> I didn't news. Really. Vanessa, I don't know how to say this. <laughs> numbers, numbers. Hey, buy, sell. Nah, nah, nah. Look at my suit. You don't really have the wrists <laughs> for... CNBC. <laughs> you really don't have the wrist for it. No, you don't. Hey, executive, you're stupid. <laughs> you're stupid. I'm We're taking in... my CNBC podcast. Mm, I'm empowering myself with robots. Meryl. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that's the first. I get half. the feeling like my executive tirade is really going to sound stupid. No, we can. Yes, we'll we'll, uh, we'll edit it to sound not stupid. <laughs> All right, we whatever. do that in post. I went on a tirade once on our show. I went off crazy nuts about Michael Bay, and I said I wanted to fight him. And Ooh. we got some like, whoa, settle down, Grambo. <laughs> they didn't call me that. But he's so talented. His movies are phenomenal. I mean, he's so good. And I hear he's such an easy guy to work with on the yeah, set. Like literally, they, they tell you, like people that work with him, like you can't look him in the eye. You got to refer. Like he's one of those nut jobs. Yeah. So fuck, I, fuck I respect him. his work. I just like his movies because it just get to sit there and yeah. linger on a shot. Really soak it in. You yeah. think, you, know? you know, you get to use your brain. It's just a quiet character study. You it know? is it's a slow burn. It, it slowly builds. Acting is reacting, and yes. directing is watching the. I really got to know those robots with giant balls. In yeah, the second Transformers. I, I just love where it's like, why do we need a script? I like that kind of directing. Yeah, it's That's good. Just mm-hmm. Like we don't need a plot. It's very John boom, Cassavetes. Boom, you know? boom. <laughs> very Cassavetes. <laughs> Wait. Okay. Right. <laughs> Wet dog, dog or. Wet dog. 
you always have to wear forever. Velvet head to toe with a little blue bonnet. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> He's I know. a horrible I know. wizard as a dick. Um, Don't call me a dick. Uh, I'm an executive. I'm an executive wizard. To try to make this man like You're a You're going to either make it or break it on this decision. I guess I would have to go with the dog smell because I yeah. don't want to wear velvet. You can still photograph well. Yeah. That's what I and would I can go surfing. On. And it, yeah. I just would say, oh. It's Do you good. like to surf? Yeah. Okay. I was like, that's a weird place to go if you didn't. Yeah. No, I've never surfed before <laughs> in my life. I just, now I can do it. Yeah, finally. I, can I already surfing. smell like dogs. <laughs> Spend some time at the beach. Get in the ocean. No one will know. Well, let's talk about your upcoming shows and everything. Let's do it. Let's do that. Um, you have a lot of things going on. You're a busy well, man. A lot of things going on. Um, well, there's the comedyfilmnerds.com website, our podcast. Uh, you can get to it from there or iTunes, of course. Uh, we have an iPhone app for our podcast, Ooh. so you can live stream the shows so you don't have to take up download space. Nice. Um, and we have special features on there, transcripts of the show and stuff like that. Um, and like I said, I'll be headlining Hyenas in Dallas, Texas, September 24th and 25th. Uh, if you're in Salt Lake City on Sunday, the 26th, I will be doing a 420 show with Doug Benson at Wise awesome. Guys. Um October 3rd will be at Zany's uh, in Chicago, the 3rd and 4th. And um, me and Chris Mancini, my co-host, of, are doing a, a live show in Visalia, California, November Ooh. 6th. So everybody in the Central Valley, come on out. You're like a, you weren't looking at a piece of paper. No. I you are good. In my brain. Whoa. Um, and then, you know, visit me. I'm on, I'm on Twitter, at Graham Elwood. Yeah. And I'm on Facebook and, you know. Come come say hey. This is a fun podcast. Yeah. Thanks for coming on, Graham. Yeah, Appreciate no it. So yeah, at Graham Elwood on Twitter. Um, I'm at Cole Stratton. I'm at Vanessa Ragland. The podcast is at PMC Podcast. You can uh, get it there, and you can go to our website, popmyculturepodcast.com, or get it on iTunes. And uh, you yeah, can send us money. Yeah, in the envelopes. GrahamElwood.com. Oh, you can also go to it as well. So please uh, go to those places and help us sell out. Yeah, yes. we're just out. waiting. Oof. We want to sell out and eat. That's right. So hungry. And pay for <laughs> medical care. <laughs> <laughs> You're stupid. What are you? Mm, whore. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Was that it? So we're going to end on that? <laughs> whore. 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 Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. Subscribe to the Pop My Culture Podcast on iTunes. Check us out online at popmyculturepodcast.com. And follow us on Twitter at PMC Podcast. Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs>